So there's a global pandemic. A virus is sweeping across our world, still, and society has changed. Why is this happening? Is somebody going to do something about this? Are you ready to go to a baseball game yet? Is Michigan going to recover or what? And if you haven't considered these questions yet, you're, you're going to. And we, the three of us, will be with you as your personal guides on this journey. This descent into chaos. Thank you for joining us on Staring at Goats. That's right. Thank you, Travis, for that intro. It is goat time. You hear the goats. You see the light in the sky that says, hey, y'all, we're going to talk about quarantine life. And you show up for some godforsaken reason. Welcome to this uh the the just to have a ball with us i'm your host steven joined as always by the wonderful the only one qualified to talk about COVID on the show jacob and michigan correspondent sir travis yes dr j Steven, i have a question yeah when you said we shine a light up in the sky the only image that i have is like the bat light so we're gonna yeah. we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be like uh Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just we will to attract both. We've got a goat light. <laughs> we will attract both quarantine survivors and Satanists. Uh, together, they will show up on our front porch, and we'll be like, "Okay, these two people I can hang with. As long as anti vaxxers don't show up, I guess we'll we're fine." Uh, if that oh, did give you a, a taste of our opinion, or my opinion at the very least, uh, <laughs> that's way that's the way it works. Hi, are you a convicted murderer? Oh, you're reformed. That's fine. Wait, you're an anti vaxxer. Get out. I got room for you in my life. Um, yeah, it has been a it has been a topsy turvy one year. We are on fifty two episodes. Uh, the the big fifty two, fifty two weeks in a year, uh, fifty two weeks in this desperate wasteland. Uh, actually, it's fifty. It's longer than that. But I mean, we're gonna go ahead and pretend we didn't miss those two episodes that one time. Uh, Actually, it was like now more like four episodes. I believe we we've, four? we've officially missed four episodes in the year. Yeah, but that's only if you believe mm. the actual facts. And I have this whole set of alternative oh. facts where we didn't we miss any. None. We missed yeah, zero. We missed Boy, if yeah. that's that's a callback, let's not go there. Let's let's plow <laughs> forward. Let's plow yes. forward. And I would like to first uh start the show i i wish i had an opinion for the round table today i think it's just straight up exhaustion is where i'm at exhaustion beyond what i've ever been at before and i've been at a lot of levels of exhaustion i'm done thinking about covid i'm done with it being in my conversations with every new person i meet i'm done with like Thinking about it 24-7. I don't want to wear a stupid mask. I want to smile at someone in the grocery store and then be able to tell them smiling without me having to like, I'm really smiling. Look at my eyes. Look at my face. It says smile all over it. Yeah, I can't see your face because you're wearing stupid. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm toast. I'm toast. I hate it. Uh, I want to move on. I want to go to Clouds Brewing. Uh, yes. With Jacob and Wally and and C Mitch, and I want to drink a a beer, and I want to like eat a wings. legit beer. I want, dra- I want a draft. Oh, somebody brought up. I don't know which one of you heathens in the chat brought up draft beers of some kind, and <laughs> I want, I want a draft beer. Like I want to go to a place where I can just get a twenty three ounce in a in a boot mug. Like just I a want big boy, a, and I want to just yes. drink it. I want to drink it, and I want to slam it down and be like, 
I made it. I'm not dead. I've got a vaccine in my veins. I've seen my parents, uh, which is hopefully going to happen, which is happening in May. Uh, I'm like, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. There's a good, good news, everyone. Planned my trip to go to Florida in the middle of May. Uh, we rented a minivan because we want to travel in style and helping Sam use the bathroom inside a, a smaller SUV is made difficult. And it was the cost. It was less than the cost of one airline ticket. So shove it up your butt. I'm taking a minivan uh, and it's going to be great. I'm going to go see my parents. It's going to be amazing. Um, and that is, that is what I'm going to call the end of my, just, uh, this is my end of my rant, I guess. I ain't got, I ain't got nothing left to give other than I want once parents is a big step uh, beers at clouds is the next step and when that happens I will feel like I have made some progress a normal human being well I'll go next since I don't have anything big to talk about like uh, and I'll leave leave kind of the end of the round table to to Travis and and his big discussion Um, I was I I have I've been at work crazy hours these days and um, I've actually had to go in most days and, um, I would, I saw somebody that I have not caught up with in a year. And this is somebody that I do a lot of charity events with. Um, and so we always talk about what's next and what we're doing and what we can do and what we can do better and what we could do different and all of that kind of good jazz. And, um, she was, she was asking me, she was like, well, you know, what, what's your comfort level right now with, with doing, um, even getting together and trying to get some charitable things going on. And I kind of went, huh, I, I, I don't have a good answer for you. And well, she was like, okay, well, there are three types of people in this world. There's the, the, the anti-vaxxers who are the crazy ass people. And I know you don't fall into that category. And there's the people who, um, accept risk based on scientific fact. And she said, and then there's the people who just, you know, look at risk and go, ah, and they're locked in their house. And she was like, technically, I guess you could be, you know, uh, try to be risk averse, but you know, whatever. But anyway, so I said, yeah, you, you, I probably fall into the, to the cautiously optimistic. I, I weigh my, my, I make calculated decisions. I weigh the data that I have and try to make the best decision that I, I know. And I, I, I said, yeah, that's, that's probably where I'm at. And I said, you know, she started talking about some restaurants that she's been looking into about potentially renting out large spaces for larger groups of people that are maybe 10 to 20 people. Um, and then having pockets, um, of people and, and mingling with masks, but then having dinners in separate little areas that are little pod areas around. And I was like, Oh, that's an interesting idea. And she was like, and some of the places do this deep clean at night. And I'm like, well, that really doesn't weigh into my risk at all. And she was like, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, you know, contact surfaces, it just doesn't weigh into my risk that much. I said, now, if they tell me that they're not limiting capacity or that they're, they're not allowed or they, they're not mandating masks or anything like that, then yeah, all of a sudden those kinds of things weigh into my decision-making process. And she was like, yeah, there, there are people who actually know something about this. And there are people that, that just don't. <laughs> so it kind of made me start thinking about, you know, the charitable things and having dinner at restaurants and doing things like that. I mean, what, what, where are we at relative to the risks? And this was something that was brought up in the chat, uh, a private chat that we have. And, and uh, we're probably going to hit on it later, but 
um, it, it, it's definitely something that's on my mind lately and, and trying to reenter, um, not a sense of normalcy, but a new normal, I guess is the best way to put it because we're, I don't think we're going to our old normal anytime soon. We're still going to be wearing masks, even though we're vaccinated, which very well we should be. Um, we're still going to be social distancing. We're still going to limit capacity in an inside environment. I mean, so there are things that are never going to go truly back to, to normal. Right. And uh, what does that new normal look like? Um, and also while I was at work today, I was having another discussion about with another buddy about a restaurant. And, you know, this kind of bridges the gap between those two conversations. And he was talking about the number of restaurants that closed and he was, he's the chef in our cafeteria. And, um, he keeps tabs on all the restaurants cause he's a foodie and rightfully so he's an executive chef. So yes, he's probably, probably has, has his, at least his uh, finger on the pulse of what's happening around the city. And he was telling me about the people that he's spoken to that do own restaurants. Cause he, he, had thought about owning, uh, starting a restaurant probably four or five years ago. And he said, Jacob, I am so glad I didn't do that. And I said, well, you know, talk to me about that. Why? And he said, well, you know, the people that I've spoken with are five, 10 years behind right now. They're, they're never going to be able to make it up. He said, the profit margins are so slim on a restaurant anyway, that even if they were to work for the next 20 years, chances are they're never going to make up the money they lost this year because it's just that tight. And it's not going back to normal anytime soon. It's not just turn the faucet back on and all of a sudden, yay, profits. Let's start filling up Revolt again. Um, so, yeah, the, these are interesting conversations that I'm starting to have. And it's starting to make me look at things a little bit differently relative to where I'm at and how I'm behaving and what I want to try to accomplish. And I still don't know the right answer for me because I'm in a slightly different situation than I think a lot of folks are. But um it's at least sparking some conversations and some thoughts in, in, in my world. And, and if you guys are experiencing the same thing in chat, I want to hear about it either in chat, we could talk about it or, uh, or send us an email and, and I'd love to chat about it. Yeah. No, it's, I'm with you on that. Um, so I, I have big news. I got shot or, or rather <laughs> I got a shot. Uh, I got, uh, they right, left right a there. huge, huge uh, thing on nest. your Look what at that it? thing. They branded you while you were in they, there. What? Good Free tattoos me. with every shot? Gosh. Free tattoos with every of, shot. This is not the kind of needle Michigan. they're supposed to use. Are you sure yeah. you got It's not? Oh, no. Yeah, um, you're in trouble now. <laughs> Stephen, <laughs> we went to the wrong place. Yeah, that's we didn't go to Michigan. We could have got our tattoos there, too. Yeah, this is a wild side effect. You got there. It is. Yeah, it just grew. <laughs> that was that was in the fifteen minutes I was waiting afterwards. Was, wow. Like, I, I told like, somebody. At least <laughs> it's got the right name on it. For audio <laughs> listeners who might be confused, Travis has a tattoo where he got his shot and I didn't know and Jacob didn't know, but now we do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was uh today. Finally was able to schedule uh my first shot of the Pfizer vaccine, uh Pfizer BioNTech. And so I feel so far very, very minor soreness in that arm right where uh, it came in. I didn't even notice it for the first probably four or five hours. And then I went out for my walk and I went to kind of stretch my arms up. I'm like, oh, okay, I can feel where the needle went in. Oh, that's fine. And nothing since then. But it feels much better. Like it's a, it's a weight lifted off my shoulders to get the ball rolling. And I've got an uh, appointment for three weeks from today. So... Middle part of May, I will be uh, I will be full of antibodies and I will be good to go. 
What so kind of the, mutation do you think you're going to get? <laughs> Man, I'm hoping for a prehensile tail. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> like if, a possum. And if not a prehensile tail, I want I want feet like an ape, where I've got thumbs on my feet. Oh, there then you I got go. Four, then I've got four hands. Yeah. yeah, you could you could yeah. open you can open jars those tough to tough to get jars with your exactly. th- your, your foot thumbs instead of your uh, your finger th- your hand thumbs. Okay. Yep, exactly. So that's what I'm going gotcha. for. One that's of those two really is fine. One. That's a good. One. I'm good with that. Sorry, Stephen, <laughs> I interrupted your 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 train of thought. Nope, uh, that was good. I was just going to mention <laughs> that uh, that post that post vaccine euphoria that I think everyone who's gotten one has a sense of. Um, yeah. It's kind of like you're closing the door on a, or, or, you know, cracking it closed on an era of your life. You're like, here I've spent this last year hunkered down and afraid, and now I'm walking out, maybe, maybe not in a full suit of body armor, but you, at least you got a bulletproof vest on. You know, you're at least, you're at least protected yeah. in your, in your primary quadrants, uh, of your, <laughs> of your body. Um, you know, but you're not, it's not a hundred percent. It's not an ace in the hole. I mean, it's close to a friggin' hundred percent, but we're talking about variants and the potential to pass it on. There's a lot of other variables that, it, that come into play, but that, that just getting that shot, knowing I can go sit somewhere outside at a coffee shop and feel relatively comfortable with my situation. Um, yeah, yeah. It's that, it's that peace of mind of that. Yeah. I mean, cause right now I'm either at home I'm at the grocery store or I'm walking in the middle of the woods. It would be nice to feel more comfortable going and walking through my downtown. Sure. Because it's a really nice area to walk. Um, when, uh, when, or if we have our, like any of our summer festivals that they're talking about having, but altering a lot, that was something that happened just this week is we have a giant summer festival every year. And one of the big draws is an air show mm. and the air show has been canceled for this year for an unknown i don't really understand why because it's out everybody's outdoors for it yeah yeah but they canceled that and they canceled the outdoor music stage also mm. i'm not really entirely sure why Probably yet they're letting key. the beer tent continue <laughs> well duh oh no 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 changes just to capacity just canceled it said canceled it. yeah just ah, straight up said, normally nope, five no thousand we'll we'll do a thousand this year and and reduce yeah capacity. it wasn't like they were gonna say oh. We'll have the air show and you just have to be spread out more. No, they were just like, nope, no air show. So, I think the, the possibility of policing know. something like that is probably the concern. And it, I don't mean like literal policing, but just making sure people are standing far enough apart and trying to wrangle that outdoor situation, particularly at a concert. Yeah. People tend to, you tend to gravitate either toward or away from each other. People are weird. Like you're, you're, it's yeah. almost like you're vibrating lightly and you'll look over and you're like, oh, I'm standing <laughs> right next to that person now. That's weird. How'd that happen? Uh, but that's, that would be one of the reasons I think they could cut it down. They could say lower capacity, but I mean, we've all seen how crowds can overrun situations and be all over each other in a flash. Right. Um, they can yeah. be. I, I'm just no. saying it's been some events in the past handful of years where people mm. were all over things, uh, Steven, quicker wrong. than you could imagine. Yeah, I know all mm. of it's it's false. It's false footage anyway. <laughs> the it's other doctor, false fact. Yeah, yeah. The I other mean, they, big they one. May... I, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say the other big one that I'm waiting to hear on is our. Um, we have a, a film festival we've had for almost 15 years now. Uh, that got started by Michael Moore, and it's a fantastic festival with movies you'd never, never get to see in theaters um, here. And in fact, like 
it revitalized the downtown area a lot. Um, it, it reopened an old movie palace we had down there, all this great stuff. And they canceled it last year. And they're not sure yet if they can afford to do it this year because of the lost revenue from that from last year. There's something like $150,000 in debt from from it. And they have some flooding issues with one of the venues, which happens to be a green room. Mm. So I'm really hoping that that can happen because that's such a great event. And I've, I've got memories from that that I, when I volunteered at it for the first three or four or five years. Um, that are just fantastic. And I want to be able to do that again. So it's things like that. Yeah. I was curious if, if maybe with a thousand people or the, with the reduced capacity or whatever, if they could even afford to have this kind of a show, because I mean, there's gotta be a break even point. And if that break even yeah. point isn't a uh, high enough volume of people to be able to, to actually uh, have the event, then maybe there's an issue there. Probably so, but I mean, on um, you know, on the positive side, like we're getting into spring and, and now that I'm getting the vaccine, it's it, like you said, I can go sit at a coffee shop outdoors. Uh, I feel comfortable doing that. Um, I had dinner at a restaurant last week, um, with just my immediate family, but we were actually in a, in a back room of the restaurant where we were the only people in there. So oh, nice. it was the entire room probably 50, 50 top, uh, area. There was eight of us. No oh, way. Wow. So like, okay. I'm, I, I can, I can have food and be comfortable here. <laughs> yeah. If you can't be comfortable in that setting, I'm not sure that you will be comfortable in a restaurant setting. Yeah. Like I was, I right. was with five people that I know don't have COVID in a basketball court, <laughs> like an entire basketball court. Right. And I was that's, nervous. That's something that I'm hoping will come back too is yeah. the ability to for my you know Sunday basketball group to maybe start getting together again now that more of us are going to have vaccines. Sports that's ball. something that I haven't done in well over a year and I miss it. Yeah. So much. So uh Steve uh actually Travis can you commit to doing something for us when you get your second vaccine? Sure. <laughs> when when you when you roll up your sleeve and the lady pokes you with the needle and she starts to inject. Go, oh yeah, the sweet elixir of life. That's the ticket. I want more of that. <laughs> I might be able to pull that off. I might be able to pull that one. Off. Oh I'm yeah, give it. me more. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've gotten, I got my shot today, and I'm going back to. It's one of our big supermarkets has a, a whole setup. So you go in there, and they've just got like eight or ten stations of people given the injections. And then they have you sitting. I was sitting in one of the aisles for the 15 minute wait afterwards, <laughs> uh, like next to chips for uh, like wood chips for my smoker and uh, you know, <laughs> grilling accessories. Like people, people with their cart coming down the aisle, like, uh, par- pardon me. I just, I, I, I got to grab that spatula behind you there. <laughs> Not now. I'm waiting to see so. if I'm going to have a heart attack. Right. Leave me alone. Healthcare in America is so weird. So it really here's is. Our, here's our supermarket where you get your vaccines and pick up a steak for dinner all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, I Whoa. did, actually. I picked up lunch on my way out. Good for there you. you go. There you go. Get yourself a sub at the old deli. <laughs> well done. Uh, yeah, get yourself a shot and a sub. <laughs> I would like uh, mayonnaise on that uh, with uh, with a side of Pfizer, please. 
<laughs> Please and thank you. <laughs> if it had been a Publix, if it had been a Publix, I'd have gotten the sub on my way out. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's just down in Florida. I know. It's just down in Florida. We got but one no, over you here have to in s- the the corner over the, down the road. Down the road here. Oh yeah, we've we've yeah we've got them. It's the whole vaccine rollout. I oh think, what yeah, was yeah. it? Florida. Uh, Florida a- had a a contract. The government of Florida had a contract with uh, Publix, where they were the only place commercial place that could roll them out for a while. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So there was a little little bit of controversy about that. Just a wee. My whole but life. No, Travis, been, you yeah. have to do something. I, I feel yeah. like there's got to be something fun because you're you're the last hope. I've already gotten mine, and I, I was I was boring AF. Mm-hmm. And Stephen, I'm sure, did not do anything outrageous or no. outlandish whenever he got to his shot because I know Stephen. But you and Ashley are the two gems. You're you're our aces in the hole. You're the ones that could make this happen. It just brings some laughter to to people getting vaccinated. Oh yeah. By the way. So real quickly, I, I, my mother got vaccinated yesterday. Uh, she got her second shot. Nice. And, um, she was calling me this morning and she was telling me, Oh, I don't have any side effects. And I got the Moderna one and ha ha ha. Yay for me. And I'm like, yes, good. Because with my mother, if she would have gotten any side effects, we all would have heard about it. <laughs> Everybody on earth may have heard about it. The people down in Texas and where Kelly lives. I mean, they, they may have heard about it. Um, <laughs> But, but my mom was telling me about the lady who, who stuck her and it gave her the jab. And she was like, well, that lady just, she wasn't very nice. She just, she was real Russian and forceful and it hurt and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, mom, how many vaccines do you think that lady gives per day? Right. (laughs) And mom was like, probably, I don't know, maybe 50 or so. I'm like, yeah, probably maybe 10 per hour. And eight to 10 hour shift, she's probably given on the order of 100 vaccines a day. Now multiply that for, oh, how many months have we been doing this? At least three months. Yeah. Right. Two to three months. That's a hell of a lot of vaccines that she's given. A hell of a lot of arms that she's jabbed. She's probably just going, don't, don't (laughs) get me out of here. (laughs) <laughs> people are just meat bags to her now they're not even they don't yep. even have souls she's just like that's nah. right that's right I, I i feel bad for the people who are giving these shots now because they have given thousands and thousands and thousands of shots and done it for the most part with a smile on their face i know yeah. both shots that i had the ladies that that did my shots just were unbelievably pleasant yeah, yeah. the lady that gave me my shot was was wonderful so yeah, I, I've got a couple weeks. Uh, I got about three weeks to figure it out, so I'll come up with something good. Yeah, um, I'll see what I can do. You got time to be elaborate. Kelly says the one who I gave do. her her second shot said she hated needles and get, didn't get hers yet. Like, what the wait, hell? Wait, huh? How can you be a first responder? <laughs> like, or, or you know, does, and, does that work? Is that yeah. allowed? No, they they should be required to. I mean, oh, also the latest conspiracy theory, by the way, is that the shot will make your soul detach from your body. That oh, that's not. Good. I read, I read that one that. earlier. That is not real life. People don't believe this bull crap. Oh, like, Steven. I can't. Steven, you sweet summer child. Stop. I just want to shoot all the people that aren't you guys to the moon. And by you guys, I mean the chat and the listening audience. Like, I just want to. Just stick them on a I space. I just want to put them on a rocket. And just, just a rocket, at, uh, yeah. that, not even a shuttle. You don't even no. want to get them on a shuttle. You care. just want them on the tip of I a rocket and shoot them straight to the moon. I don't care if they're buckled in. I just want them in not, a capsule. 
not in a rocket, on a rocket. <laughs> I just want to put them <laughs> on a rocket. It's an important distinction. Well, to, just, duct tape, just tape to them the on. side. Just get out yeah. of here. Or, you know, and if, if that's too expensive, we could just put them all in a giant metal container and drop them to the Marianas Trench. How about that? Let How gravity about, do its work. Yeah, gravity. There's Yeah, exactly. We don't have to spend so much on fuel. We'll just dump them down there. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I'm not joking. Because it's all you guys who aren't listening to the show that suck that are the reason we do this show every week because you kept this thing going when we could have shut it down. Uh, months and months and months ago, we said, you know, we're eight weeks from killing this thing at any given time. As each passing day happens, we're only eight weeks away from it being gone. If you could get people to participate with each other and they're like, we will organize a revolution. It's like, y'all can't organize Jack. You can't even sit still. <laughs> like, you, you, no, you think you're united. You're not united. You're just sitting around futzing about your life and your independence. It's like, no, you got to team up every now and then and be like, hey, maybe we should kill this thing. Let's kill this thing. I'm just going to go off on a, I'm I'm sitting it down. I'm sitting it down and then put it right over here. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Before right. we hit the isolation report, I do have a couple of questions yeah. I want to I want to hit you guys with. Okay. By the way, Kelly, thank you for the cheers. Yes. Woo! Yes. Woo! Thank you for the two bits, baby. Um, th- my question is this. Duke University just announced uh, last week that they were going to require um, undergraduates to get the vaccine before they can come back on campus. Good. Okay. okay. My question to you is, what are your thoughts about colleges who are uh, are uh, mandating vaccines? Mandate the bejesus out of it. They're, they're not. They're institutions you pay to go to. It's not like you're required to go to college. Like, mandate it. Get people to take their vaccine. I don't care. Grow up. Get a shot in your arm and go to college. You don't want to go to college? Don't go to college. Fine. Find something else to do. But if you want to go also, to Duke, get vaccinated. You got other colleges to choose from. Go to flipping anywhere else that's full of idiots that are like, COVID ain't real, and go to that college and get a prime education. Well, also, aren't like Duke is a private university, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, and yeah. That's why there's probably less conversation about this. Yeah. I, I think I mean, the minute public universities really come out and start saying, we're, we're going to mandate this, I have a feeling it's going to be a national conversation. But right now, it's still kind of the underpinnings are there uh, and, for the conversation. And Do I it. will say this. While I, while I agree with Stephen in that college is, is a choice, if it is a publicly funded institution, I can see the argument to not mandate it. I understand that. Private institutions, do whatever the hell you want. Public ones, let's have the conversation. Yeah. There you go. I so uh, the, the, a couple of good good points brought up in chat. Um, uh, vaccines uh, had to be up to date before register for college classes. Mm-hmm. Sons had to get their meningitis shots. Blah. blah. Yeah, there's, there's lots of this, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, you can't play sports in high school unless you can prove that you are vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, so, I mean, there is precedent here for this kind of request or this kind of mandate. Um, but the question I have is, is with this being a, an emergency youth use authorization, can we mandate that or should we mandate that really? And, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of where, where I'm at right now is, is trying to figure out whether or not it's, it's not necessarily can we, but should we? Yes. In my yeah, mind, yes. That, Everybody needs to roll no up their question. sleeves. But, sure. But, um, Go and to that's a different where, school. Again, my, yeah, and that's where my thing is. Like on a state-run 
institution. That's where the conversation can be had when it's an emergency use authorization. But private university, fine. And I agree with you. I agree with both of you. Roll your damn sleeve up. Get the vaccination if you want to go to college. If you want to be there, you're going to be packed into these dorms. You're going to be packed into these classrooms. There's no excuse not to. Uh, so yeah, I, that's where I, I'm at. But. I don't, I, if it's public or private, I don't care. Get your shot. Because if I'm going to send my kid to college and he wants to go to the public school, I need to know he can go safely. And if you won't get your stupid shot, you're endangering him. And you're the mm. problem because you're the one potentially spreading illness all over the place. You are accountable. Get your shot. You can't come to school until you do. Here's our here is our alternative option. You go live in you go you go to class in this trailer out off the, the soccer field somewhere, and that's where your college is, and you have to go home. We're quarantine you over at this quarter and you can't talk to anybody. Because I can't keep you from coming on campus because it's public. I can't stop you from coming here, but I can stop you from going to the classroom by not enrolling you. And then you're just like trespasser wandering around. I don't know. I I just I just think that if there is an alternative where you are not infecting the entire facility that you are the one that needs to go somewhere else. Like I don't get, I don't have to decide my vaccinated kid and send them to some other school because you guys are a bunch of idiots. Like the people that are doing what they're supposed to do or doing the thing that's keeping society safe should be given the privilege of being able to go to higher education without being threatened by disease wielding idiots. <sighs> they can take a year off like F those people. Don't go to college. You're going to drop out anyway. You're going to go for a semester. You're going to be like, F it. I'm going to go be a contractor, which is a perfectly respectable position. I'm just saying it might not need a college degree. You know, there's too many options. Like, don't, you know how many people I went to community college with that were there for two weeks I never saw again? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to, like, no. Find somewhere else. Go do something else. Yeah. The cost of entry there is so low. I mean, you're, you're, You've you've reduced community college prices significantly, such that yeah. you can blow it off now. But no, you could do it like the University of Illinois. I mean, we talked about the University of Illinois and how they handled it, where you couldn't get into buildings unless you showed them an app that that uh, had a, a negative COVID yeah. test. Or sure. now you can instead of that, you could have an app that says yes, I've been vaccinated, or or whatever you wanted to show. But that's essentially what the University of Illinois did, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make people safe. Vaccines are keeping people safe. Do the thing. Be responsible. Um, I get it. I know people want to go to college. But my college, I was going to drink beer and my friends underage did these dorm parties. Well, get your vaccine then, man. Um, it's just like Doubter, Doubter says the ignorance evident in vaccine refusal pretty much rules out higher learning. Yeah. <laughs> I wish yeah. that was true. But I've heard more college-educated people that have refused the vaccine than I, I care to, sure. to to discuss. It's 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 hurt my feelings. Yeah. I have my own feelings about college in general and how we assume people, oh, he went to college. He must be smart. Oh, he didn't go to college. He must be dumb. Like, F that entire paradigm. Like, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I know plenty of college. I knew a guy with a master's who was useless at my job where he was like, I got a master's in computers. It's like, you don't know how to do jack because I'm following you around fixing all the BS that you cause. Uh, You know, he ended up getting a higher paying job faster than me somewhere else. (laughs) But like, he didn't know what he was doing. There's no piece of paper or time at a school does not guarantee you're any smarter than the guy who went home and studied the studied rocket science 
in his backyard, you know, I don't know. I'm just, no, all all you have to do is look at any video from any spring break full of college students anywhere to know that they're not all smart. I got one of those spring break (laughs) full idiots. All breaks, no gas, baby. All gas, no breaks. Though that sounds like a fun (laughs) show as well. (laughs) Praise hail, praise Dale. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Jacob, why'd you have to go and put twist the knife about college? Come on, man. Well, I mean, I I, act, I I actively had a conversation about it because one of uh, one of my coworkers is sending his kids off to to back to college, and they're they're talking about whether or not it will be mandatory or not. And uh, you know, he was talking about how his son was a junior, I believe, and how they had spent quite a bit of money f- for him to go, and. Um, so his son is definitely going to sign up and, and go get it. Um, he hasn't yet because he hasn't, obviously that we haven't opened, we're starting to open it up to everybody soon. Um, but yeah, he's, he's definitely going to be one to, to jump on it, but it, it, it raised an interesting question. If you like Og said in the chat, if, if you are a senior and, and you've just spent $200,000 for a piece of paper from Duke, do, what do you do? Especially if you are one of these people that are, on the fence where you're saying, yeah, I know it's an emergency use, but I still want to have more information on its long-term impacts before I'm ready to put it in my body. And when the FDA approves it and gives it a full clearance, then that's whenever I'll go do it. Now you have to to weigh this $200,000 commitment that you've made for the last three or four years to Duke to get that piece of paper because they're not going to let you back on on uh, on campus until you you actually can can prove that you've you've had that vaccine so it's almost putting people in this 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 position where it's forced them force their hand as opposed to actually making a decision for themselves yeah good force the vaccine I, hey look I'm, <laughs> it's an interesting position how about yeah. that? it is it is an interesting ethical position i worked at duke once i worked at the duke hospital you know what i had to get every year as a condition of my employment a flu shot flu you vaccine. know what they all had to get as a condition of their employment, a COVID yep. vaccine. So I could either have one or I could not work there. Uh, I could forgo all the retirement benefits. I could forgo all the things that come with working at Duke Hospital. I could, I, and and I could certainly go somewhere. And it would be as it would be somewhat uh, painful, like having been a senior at Duke and deciding that I've got to. I've got to bounce because I don't want to get a vaccine. I would be like, well, I've got to leave behind this 10 years at Duke Hospital, uh, which gets me all these benefits because I don't want to get stupid vaccine. There are consequences um, to not playing not playing the game. Uh, and it, it hurts me to say that because I'm very much a freedom. I should have control of what you put in my body kind of person. Um, but this isn't they're, they're not asking to inject you with nanobots. They're just they just want to put in a vaccine that saves everybody. <laughs> like, but if I want nanobots, is that an option? Sure. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I need I to, we need to revisit <laughs> iRobot. Didn't iRobot do that? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. I want to be Will Smith on that. Yeah. yeah. I was I was not aware that that was on the table. Surely. You can you can get nanobots. I'm I'm sorry. Okay. I shouldn't have brought it up. I didn't realize it was a touchy subject for you. It's a sore spot. Speaking of touchy subjects, let's break into some news. The condiment crisis. Oh, my word. The COVID-19 pandemic has caused a shortage of one of America's favorite condiments, ketchup. Restaurants have relied heavily on takeout orders to survive during the pandemic, which has caused the need for more ketchup packets. But once those started running low, some eaters began pouring out bulk ketchup in individual cups. 
The Wall Street Journal, in their hard-hitting reporting, uh, reports that low inventory of ketchup is hitting mom-and-pop restaurants as well as chains like Texas Roadhouse. Um, according to the restaurant business platform Plate IQ, the ketchup shortage has caused packet prices to rise 13% since January. Uh, USA Today reports that Heinz is working to increase its supplies in order to produce 12 billion packets per year. That is 400 packets per human uh, in the U.S. Is that what that works out to? That's a whole I think lot. So, yeah, yeah, four four hundred packets. <laughs> so everyone, wait for the government ration where you go and you collect your four hundred yearly packets, uh, and that's all the ketchup you get thanks to flipping COVID. This is stupid. By the way, these notes are going to be a disaster for you guys. And I apologize ahead of time because I we were talking while I was copying pasting. I don't know where they end. I know I got most <laughs> of whatever's in the beginning of the article. It should be fine. And yes, I I did. To be a hundred percent honest with you, I actually take responsibility because I did not get the goat notes as as uh, the producer here. <laughs> I was I failed in my duties of getting the goat notes, and so uh, I relied on my two wonderful co-hosts to help me out. And so yes, it's it's technically my fault, Stephen. Yeah, Tweedledub and Tweedledee were let loose on the goat notes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I just I do have to say real quick, uh, that's a lot of ketchup getting used. And yeah. what are you people putting all this ketchup on? I mean, most like, of it I, went to Patrick Lake. Mahomes put, Patrick Mahomes puts it on his steak. I mean, he doesn't even use A1. He just he, he orders a, a filet mignon and grabs some ketchup and dumps it on top. That is a broken oh, human. That is. That is. What is that? What is you know, I, I have I have had the same bottle of ketchup for almost a year. I don't use it that often. And I also would like to see a move away from the single serve packets, but that's, that's just me. Yeah. Um, they should do, they should just, they should just give you a bottle with your meal. You know, well, your I know a lot of smaller restaurants. Huddle. Yeah. I know a lot of local places that will do the little uh, cups. And yeah. I guess, you know, in a lot of ways, it's not that much different, right? Cause it's still a little plastic cup that they're giving you mm-hmm. for a single serve amount, but. We haven't even yeah. discussed the breakdown of ketchup brands amidst all these these different ketchup. Like, I mean, if it's not Heinz, what's the point? Yeah, I know. Uh, Would the you really only, go with Hunt's? No. The only other option outside of Heinz is Whataburger ketchup. Whataburger ketchup. Well, I don't know who actually makes it. It's probably Heinz that's been repackaged. Is the, is the Whataburger ketchup the spicy ketchup? No, it's just normal ketchup, but it's got something. Okay. It's got some Whataburger meals in general are just full of crack cocaine. Uh, yeah. Something is something is in there, and if they would franchise out to northern states, I would love them forever. But they won't. They're just like Texas I mean, and Florida. F you people anywhere else. You know, I'm not a big ketchup user. I don't. I don't hate ketchup. I'll put it <laughs> on a hamburger and all that. But like, I I'm a um, audit. Oddly normal one mentions Heinz 57 sauce. Yeah, Heinz 57. Or uh, HP sauce uh, is one that I like, or also called brown sauce. Um, it's a, it's different from ketchup, but it, I like it better. Yeah. So so Danny, Ara, Danny Ora and I are just talking about you know our barbecue sauce and using ketchup, and she's she's made her own homemade ketchup, and I really need to chat. Because, <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds the only way that I can up my game on barbecue sauce is to make my own ketchup. Because oh, I yeah. use it as a base in my my barbecue sauce. Oh yeah. Oh oh. Oof. Well, I mean, that's the person to talk to. So, yeah. Oh, I'll tell you, Jacob yeah, can make some chat. barbecue sauce. 
Jacob oh, barbecue. Yes. I put that. I put that on everything. Is yep. real good. That it's stuff is good. pretty good. That yeah. stuff is pretty good. Well, you yeah. want to know it's not so good? No, it is not so. Apparently, good. the Chinese COVID vaccine, the efficacy is not high. Says top official. The protection rates of existing vaccines are not high, Gao Fu, director of the Chinese CDC, told the, a conference in the southwest city, uh, city of Xingdu on Saturday. He listed two options to solve the problem. One is to increase the number of doses or adjust the dosage or interval between shots. The other is to start mixing vaccines developed from different technologies. So Franken vaccine. Gao's remarks are a rare public admission for the country's top health official that the efficacy of the uh, Chinese coronavirus vaccines is not ideal and improvements are needed to boost protection. Uh, The coronavaccine developed by Sinovac, a private company who was was, uh, found to have efficacy rates of 50.4% in Brazil and in Turkey at 83%. State-owned Sinopharm said its two vaccines have an efficacy of 79 and 72 by comparisons, we all know the Pfizer, Moderna are in the the high set, uh, high nineties. That's um, not bad. I mean, uh, yeah, I was just going to make the argument that yeah, it's it's a rare public admission that the, it's not high, but that's still pretty flipping good if 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 their data holds. Now, if if it's more in the Brazil territory at fifty percent, yeah, we're starting to get down in that territory where where yeah, it's not as effective, but it still offers plenty of protection. Right, so yeah. at fifty percent, it's still doing really well. Um, so yeah, it, it, I don't know. I, I think perfection is not the goal in right. this, and I, I think everybody needs to take a step back and understand, or not even understand, but just rethink what their own goal is and and what our goal should be. And if perfection's the goal, then we're we're barking up the wrong tree, guys. Yeah. I mean, Fauci said that the the greatest hope that he had when we started the journey towards the vaccine was in the mid seventies. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was what our top American top officials were superior or something. But just the people that we've come to trust as as the American public, they said seventy five. That when it we, when they came out with ninety seven ninety four, like that was astounding. Um, to oh, us yeah. that don't look at vaccine data all the time, that was like, oh, great, the vaccines work. But to people who get it are like, holy balls, mRNA vaccines, man. <laughs> look at that. Um, so I don't know why these people are all down on this thing. Like, and mixing Franken vaccine? Now, you want to talk about being nervous about getting something. Um, <laughs> you start you start, mix, you start making a suicide drink at the fountain with my vaccines, I'm going to get nervous. <laughs> like take a little bit of that, a little bit of this. Put some Moderna oh, what a great one! They call Give it some of that J and J, a little bit of the Moderna, the touch of Pfizer, and then load me up on AstraZeneca, baby. <laughs> well, bam! Get me that orange soda in there. Get that zesty citrus flavor. Yeah, they don't call them that anymore now. Like the kids are woke, so I don't think they call it suicides anymore. What do they call it now? I don't know. Oh, Is there I, any children in the chat? <laughs> Amalgamation of really awful soda. Where's subject to change when I, you I, need him? I don't right. know. Sub, where are you? It's our child correspondent. <laughs> uh, you guys? Yeah, man. You guys? Mm-hmm. Michigan's in the pooper. Oh, oh they've been in a pooper all year. They're 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 the they're like Florida, they're New Florida. Right. It's it New is. Florida. It's just Florida North. <laughs> uh, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer has urged high schools to temporarily halt in-person learning and residents to restrict their activities as a surge in COVID-19 cases overwhelms the state's public health system. Uh, 
The governor has also asked schools to voluntary, voluntarily suspend youth sports games and practices as residents uh, and residents to avoid in-person dining for the next two weeks. That's that's not good given where I was a week ago. Um, to be very clear, these are not orders, mandates, or requirements, Whitmer said in a news conference on Friday. A year in, we all know what works, and this has to be a team effort. We have to do this together. Lives depend on it. COVID-19 infections have surged across the state in recent weeks, approaching the state's pandemic high set in the fall at an average of 7,226 new cases per day over the last week, a 23% jump over the previous week, according to data compiled by Johns Hopkins University. The state health department is currently tracking 991 COVID outbreaks across Michigan. The state's chief medical executive, Dr. Joni Cladden, has said in a news briefing, because we are seeing so many cases a day, our public health system is overwhelmed. We are not able to get information on many cases, nor are we able to identify their close contacts. We don't know where all the cases or outbreaks are, and what we do know is likely an undercount. Whitmer and Cladoon urged all Michiganders to wear masks, social distance, wash their hands, stay at home, and get vaccinated. The coronavirus surge in Michigan comes as a highly infectious B117 variant, first identified in the UK, has become the most common COVID strain in the US. Uh, just because something is open doesn't mean it is safe or that you should do it, Caldoun uh, said. Indoor dining is one of the riskiest things you can do in this pandemic. Yeah. Then we, we talked good. about that a lot. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that a lot. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, you know, it, it is kind of what it is. I... I know most of the issue is in the southern part of the state, um, just because there's more population density there. Um, with Grand Rapids, Lansing, Ann Arbor, Detroit, uh, kind of those areas is where a lot of this happens. Um, where I am at, they we can have an outbreak, but we're so spread out up here that it's not as risky. But I'm still like I've still just been at home or you know, the occasional, uh, like going, actually going today to the the supermarket that I went to was the first time I've gone inside there in weeks because I've been getting everything delivered or, you know, curbside. Yeah. I only go in the grocery store when I need that one thing, you know, like I've got to run in there and grab hamburger buns or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be careful. I was, I was quickly glancing because we haven't covered this in a while about the vaccine of efficacy um, South African variant Pfizer, at least where we have the data says is a hundred percent, no different, uh, than what we've got. The UK variant, a little bit less effective, uh, but they're apparently showing that it's, it's not as bad as they had expected. I was trying to find the actual number. Um, yeah, I, I haven't pulled those numbers in, in a long yeah. time. According to Pfizer and his co-developer BioNTech said early on Thursday, the updated clinical trial data showed their vaccine is 91% effective um so i think they were real worried about it to start with but it's turned out that it's it's not as big a deal so as long as we don't end up with like you know the canadian variant or whatever that ends up being the apocalypse because canada is so peaceful and sweet uh it would it would stem from there you know i feel like it would be like the switzerland <laughs> yes I mean, switzerland one there's a the switzerland one that comes out swinging yes, it's yeah, switzerland. <laughs> all those billionaires money how are they ever going to get it back uh, it's yeah. So I'm. I, I just wanted to look it up real quick because that's always on my mind. I keep hearing people talk about well, the variants and our vaccines are useless, and and that's not entirely true. 
Um, as long as the basic physical makeup of this bug stays as it is or morphs very not as not as extremely. If it goes and switches proteins on us, we might be in a situation. But we're not there yet. True. Well, get vaccinated and it won't be able to spread. Yeah, you bunch of butthole college students who want to go to college, get it. Do it. It's important. Hey, man, uh, Cleveland rocks. And we'll also not allow vax discrimination. People are like, what's a Cleveland rocks? You don't remember the Drew Carey show? Come on, man. Come on, man. Mm. That was a great show. I really really enjoyed it. It was good, good stuff. 16 Ohio House Republicans six of whom have announced their declination to take a COVID-19 vaccine, six of whom are self-professed morons, uh, proposed legislation Tuesday to build legal protections for people who decline vaccinations. Oh, oh, I don't want to get a vaccine. I guess I'll go ahead and make a law that says you can't be mad at me for not getting a vaccine. Gosh, daggone it, people. Like, I'm going to run. I'm going to just, I'm going to make whatever rules I want. I'd take my ball and go home. That's the kind of these kids were. Well, you can't throw a water balloon at me because I threw one at you. That's the rules. I just get frustrated. I'm sorry. Under the bill, government schools and private businesses could still impose a vaccine requirement. However, the bill would force them to exempt anyone who submits in writing a claim of the medical contraindication, uh, natural immunity, or reasons of conscience including religious conviction. After submitting their refusal in writing, people shall not be required to do anything more under the bill. People, businesses, and governments would not be able to discriminate against, deny service, or access to, segregate, require facial covering, or other vaccination status labeled for, or otherwise penalize an individual safely, financially, or socially, yet these same people will defend the, are the, 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 they will defend the bakery that won't make a cake for a homosexual couple at their wedding, Yet they want right. their own discrimination not uh, not not to be a thing. It's it's infuriating. Um, I get where they're coming from. I mean, I understand. You don't want somebody to be like, you're not vaccinated, you can't get a haircut. But, I mean, well, you want to discriminate against people when it's convenient for you, but mm-hmm. not when it's going to make a literal difference in the, in the success of us eradicating a pandemic. I don't know. I don't know but, how to feel yeah, about it. Their hypocrisy knows no bounds. It's also at my hypocrisy knows no <laughs> yes, bounds. Thank you, Doc Holliday. I knew you would get that. <laughs> yep. uh, it is at this point I do have to um, use my uh, my natural as a naturalized Michigander and say that Ohio is terrible. I agree with that completely. I've been behind them on the left hand lane driving down the highway enough times to know that it's a terrible place. Also, natural immunity. What the hell is that? What does that even mean? Oh, oh natural yeah, baby. Immunity. I got oh, my yeah. natural immunity so right there. Redneck bubble. I've been is. sick before. I mean, yeah. dang. <laughs> There's Seriously actually some that. reports out today, uh, some studies about how um, exercise and diet could actually boost your immunity and, and your ability to fight off severe disease and, and hospitalization. So um, That's not new, You know, the though. CrossFit people weren't wrong. No, that's not new. If you drink a blueberry milkshake full of antioxidants every day, blueberry milkshake, blueberry smoothie. I was like, going to say blueberry milkshake. Always, Here we go, baby. Yeah, let's do that. That's always been a thing. That's like, it's mm-hmm. like, hey, bacon can be bad for your heart. <laughs> yeah, you say it every three years. Like, what? Mm-hmm. This isn't new. Take care of yourself and your immune system works better. Surprise. That just irritates me. Do you think people who don't get the vaccine are going to have a scarlet letter? Yeah, and they deserve one. 
I ain't got That's what no I was wondering. Are, are we going to go stand on street corners and just yell unclean at the people without vaccines? <laughs> we're not going to do that. We're not going to. Or scream at them like invasion of the body snatchers? <sighs> no, I come from unclean. the South where we just yell about people in our private conversations, but we go, oh, hey, good to see you, Phil. <laughs> you know, but really you're thinking Phil's a freaking idiot. I'm going to stand six feet away from him because he won't get his dumb vaccine. I hate him. Uh, Can we go then, Game of Thrones and just start screaming shame? Shame. shame. Throwing shame. Okay, that, that I could do. <laughs> okay. Can we not have them walk naked, can, though, because that's gross? Well, no, they don't have to walk naked, but uh, all you have to do is yell shame. You're not you're not saying why you're shaming them. Right, yeah, right, right. So sure. you, you have uh, you have all the uh, the ways to get out of that. I just I have yet to hear like a valid argument for for not getting it from anyone ever anywhere under any circumstance for any reason. I don't, there's just like no no have we hmm. learned nothing like you know Bob Marley uh, of the Whalers you remember him yeah the no woman no cry yeah yeah oh and the through two little birds and stuff yeah so mm-hmm. yeah, you know, know how that. he died you know what killed Bob Marley. Syphilis, right? Skin Had cancer. Skin no, cancer no, I was close. under his toenail. He went to the doctor about a problem with his toenail. Turned out he had a cancerous lesion in his toenail, under his toe. And they were like, we can amputate your toe and you'll live. But Bob Marley was a Rastafarian. Rastafarian can't have the toe disconnected from their body because the body's the temple. Bob Marley died. And we don't have any Bob Marley left. Um, so we need to, we need to figure out that that's, that's the problem. Anyway, sorry, I got, I well, got an intrusion. However, how, how, however, I will say in that story, that was his choice and it, it wasn't like his skin cancer was going to infect someone else. Yeah, I know. I'm so just while it is a bummer, we don't example. have Bob Marley. Yeah. yeah I, and I get what you're going for. We did, however, have Ziggy Marley and he was basically a clone of Bob Marley for quite a while. Well, and Bob Marley, he he refused to give up his toe. But you want to know what Pfizer will do? They'll charge you out the butthole for your vaccine next time. They're literally out of your butthole. A top executive for Pfizer suggested uh, to investors last week that the pri- price... Steven, do you have to go, by the way? No, I Sam got up and came open the door. Uh, let me pause for just a second, and I'll be... I know. Travis I was going to say, I could keep, keep reading the story, and you guys can do your thing, or we oh, can just I think, pause. I think Stephanie might have him. He might. He's okay. We're good. Sorry, audio listeners. Like, I'm never going to edit that out, so it's just going to be in there. <laughs> We're fine. Sorry, guys. No, he just he, well, he he's been doing that Lee. He'll just randomly wake up and then just be like, "Where is everybody?" Like, go back to sleep. Anyway, here we are, Bob Marley. Anyway, Pfizer wants to charge buttholes. people out of the butthole. Yeah. Uh, top executive for Pfizer suggested to investors last week that the pricing for its COVID nineteen vaccine could increase post pandemic. The suggestion raises questions about whether a drug developed on be- at the behest of the federal government to respond to a global crisis could turn a profit for one company. Now, <laughs> this is where I go. Yes, it was rec- it was it was asked by the federal government to to develop this, and they promised to purchase said vaccine. Um, but Pfizer and BioNTech, they're the ones who took on the risk to do this, right? Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of companies who also took on the risk and did not, were not as successful. Mm-hmm. And they're just out a whole shitload of money. And Pfizer and BioNTech, they were successful and they were able to sell it. Now they get to keep it and potentially sell it for even more in the future, right? 
Um, yeah, this one's going to be a tough, tough conversation to have long term about what they should charge for for COVID vaccines, especially out of the U.S. Um, you know, we're we're talking about the U.S. is going to be fully vaccinated. I think in the in the next coming months. What's going to happen to these, some of these other countries that aren't fully vaccinated and the pricing struggles associated with that? We, we have to buy it for them and get it to them. I mean, yeah. that was the concern I have is like you, this is a global situation. It's not like the virus gives a flip about your jurisdiction. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter. Oh, oh well, I'm yeah. only allowed to operate in the U.S. It's like, well, you've got these other countries that don't have the money. And then and on top of that, the sanitation. Like we got issues there in a lot of these third world countries that still have COVID. Like, how do we help mm-hmm. them? How do and and it can't we can't take the time that we've taken with polio. You know, there's still countries suffering from polio, and we're doing everything we can uh, to knock it out. But like, we need we really need this one to go away for everybody yeah. quickly. Yeah, and and to me, the argument that just because the government requested it and promised to buy a whole bunch of samples doesn't necessarily mean that the company should never turn a profit off of it. I feel like that's a, an unfair recommend request to a company who is a for-profit company. How about this? Pfizer is going to get some great PR from this long-term. Their company stock is going to do really well long-term because of how well they've done with this vaccine. That yeah. should definitely be enough um, to to get them through this this the, their development costs because I have a feeling people are going to to say oh Pfizer oh yeah Pfizer I know Pfizer yeah mm-hmm. I, I can get down behind that because uh, they're going to have a, a very positive reputation uh, coming out of this I have a feeling yeah. so uh, there's more in the PR wars I think than anything and I I don't necessarily think they need to jack up the prices but. Hey, look, man. No, but that's capital. Companies got to do what they got to do. As long as they don't pull yeah. a Martin Shkreli and list it for nine hundred percent the original yeah. price. Um, and that's a yeah. that's a completely different. I mean, that's maybe they might go there. If they do, maybe. then yeah, let's let's publicly shame Pfizer into to to raising their prices by seven hundred percent and then sticking them in jail. Um, yeah. If not- you're talking about raising prices by uh, enough to cover manufacturing costs because right now they're they're not making enough money to actually covering the manufacturing costs of some of this. I don't know. It's this is such a tough call, and this this veers on a discussion of is capitalism right or wrong or whatever. Um, because you 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 see these situations where I would if if this was Travis, if Travis made Travis vaccines. And Travis was able to get some money to make a thing, and the government gave him enough money to make it, but he's like, well, I had all this time into inventing it, and I put all my cash into it. I would want Travis to be able to turn a profit and make some cash and turn this around. And I think Travis wants Travis to make some money. I don't think being against making money is really where we're at. Um, I think it's like it gets into these situations as well, public good and all this stuff. And then, and then you introduce the nugget of like, how much that CEO make this year? You start asking questions. You start going, well, mm-hmm. how much of that money that they re- that went into this or went into that or went into this other people's pockets could have gone back into the company and supported at more effort? We start getting into those conversations of maybe it's not that we're anti-companies making money. It's that once the companies make the money, they distribute so much of it to five people and so little of it mm-hmm. to the people putting the thing in the bottles 
that it, it feels very lopsided and then people start to get upset. Um, and yeah. in many ways, I think reasonably so. You had it back when there was a 30 to 1 uh, CEO to smallest employee ratio. That's still pretty crazy, but a 235 to 1 is insane. Um, yes. Responsible capitalism is something I'm I'm all I, I think it's I'm for it. I think it's great that people can make money and become in their own little enterprise. But once it balloons to this insanity, um, things start to get a little bit more sketchy. You start getting people upset. You have people start shouting socialism and, and other various forms because they feel like this one's so darn broken, it can't be put back together. But that's a podcast for a different day. It, it is. is. Yeah, it and turns speaking out, of capitalism, uh, I mean... Jesse with the two, turns out more people like socialized medicine than they thought. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, I've heard stories about companies, um, that have developed COVID related, um, either diagnostics or vaccines or something and made a mint and the people that actually developed them that work for those companies got, got bupkis, got nothing. And, and so the companies are over there just swimming in cash, like Scrooge McDuck and, and the people who actually did the development work are just going, that was mine. Yeah. And that's jacked yep. up. Uh, let me go ahead and, and see if I can afford my uh, my mortgage and my car payment. Yeah. It stinks because the, the, the pitch the pitch that they give you is, oh, oh Jacob's, Jacob's Pancake House, uh, we need him to make all the money. There's capitalism going to support Jacob at Jacob's Pancake House. But then you turn around and try to equate Jacob's Pancake House to Pfizer or Coca-Cola or like some other massive company it's like it's not the same game it's not and they try to do a small business versus big business it's like they're all businesses let's just figure out how to anyway anyway it's people are responsible and terrible and greedy um yes I Steven, support. I've really been sticking it to you today. I feel awful, but I feel <laughs> like it. <laughs> Gosh. Well, it's, it's tough because a lot I of this stuff... I feel like I'm like, lighting a rocket over there every time. Just very touchy today. Touchy today for some reason. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to solve the great capitalism-socialism debate today. You will I not. Just, I just want to stand on a little soapbox and say I think people should be allowed to make money. I just think people should have a conscience when they end up making $75 million a year and go, maybe I don't need this much. Maybe I'll, I'll pitch it somewhere else. I mean, just, I don't know, Jeff Bezos. Any, Travis, what's next? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so Fauci says he would not hesitate to eat outdoors or go to a baseball game, which he's done already. Uh, though risk assessment will vary person to person, doc Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, said Monday he would not hesitate to eat outdoors or go to a baseball game in current COVID-19 conditions. At an outdoor restaurant right now, where we are, I would not hesitate to do that. But the fact is, I just haven't done it. Fauci told CNN's Wolf Blitzer, adding that this uh, that his crazy obligations and jobs make it hard to sit down at a restaurant. Fauci added that attending baseball games is also something he'd personally be comfortable with right now. I would not hesitate to go to an outdoor baseball game. I will wear a mask because I'm out in the community. My risk would be extremely low. Uh, I'm someone that is a bit risk averse, and I would not hesitate to sit in an open stand and watch the Nats play. <clears throat> so, it's good news and for the Durham I kind Bulls of, baseball I mean, season. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, and I kind of agree with him. An outdoor venue like that, somewhere where it, you can have some space if you need it. I would do the same thing. I would wear a mask. We've got a local team here that I'm hoping 
we'll get to play some games this year. And I would like to go because it's a fun time. Um, and, you know, I can go sit out on the lawn away from everybody and watch a baseball game. I would do that. Have a hot yeah, man. Oh, hot dog, so, beer, it's good enough popcorn. For- Yep. I see. Good enough for Fauci. I mean, that's that's really the yeah. only reason why you go watch Triple A baseball is for the for the concessions and the 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 good time, good people, and and good fun. You don't go for the quality baseball. I mean, they're good players. Don't get me wrong. They're 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 the second. Lo- I mean, there's they're really good. It's just if you're going for a professional game, you go to a professional game. There's a mm-hmm. reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just you know four-hour one-way trip to the closest stadium for me so yeah you're in trouble gotta, yes, gotta watch that minor league and i'm yeah. not even triple a this is like for where i'm at is completely independent like they have age restrictions on the on the team you can only be up to 25 years old and oh wow all sorts of stuff like that like it's a it's a it's an interesting league but still it's pro baseball so there's to go there's... have a hot dog and beer there's at least two minor league teams that we could go see. There's the the Salamanders down here in uh, Holly Springs. They've got a big old stadium down there. That would be fun to go to. It's 15 minutes away. Or the Durham Bulls of Bull Durham fame uh, right up the road there. They re- renovated the stadium like the season before everything blew up. Uh, great place. Want to go back. Really keep having plans every year to be like, I'm going to go to more Bulls games. You know, just to go out in the stands and eat a hot dog and take Sam somewhere. Um, but, yeah, that's I, I, that gives me hope. I mean, really, Fauci is our celebrity barometer for what to do if you really want to get down know, yeah. in the weeds about it. Like, he's he is the guy that a lot of folks look at and go, what does Fauci do? So when he says something like this, people listen. They're like, oh, snap. Vaccines mean I can go to a baseball game. I probably can go to a soccer game then. I might be able to go to the rodeo. But everybody, the rodeo is unvaccinated anyway, so what difference does it make? Um, not that I'm stereotyping or anything. <laughs> but there's like, <laughs> you know, anyway. Do you, do you have a wristband, you know, like one of those 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 uh, flexible wristbands that says WWFD? Not, uh, no. What's, what, what would WWFD mean? What would, what would Fauci do? do? What would Fauci do? I don't. We need to we need to get a two dorks wristband going. WWFD. What would Fauci do? Fauci do. I mean, really, what Mm -hmm. what he does is is for a lot of people, it's the permission slip. He doesn't do it. I don't do it. Fauci does it. I do it. You know. Uh, Well, that was a bunch of good news. Good news. Great conversation. We got a few things that came up uh, as far as a deep dive. Do we have any, first of all, do we have any mail or, or voicemails or anything this no, week? No, no email. No, no, no voicemails. Okay. All right, that's fine. That's fine. We've got this, um, and we can make it short, long, however far into it you want to go. Well, uh, Justin Robert Young, a um, podcaster, does a politi- politics podcast. It's really, really, really good. Um, even if you hate politics and mainstream news, he's a good listen because he doesn't he cuts through all the bull crap and just tells it like it is uh but that's called politics 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 it's great stuff um but he sent out a newsletter he sends out a newsletter every week uh and i i subscribe to it and this is one of, he brought up some interesting points cuz he gets emails about i'm not safe i've got the vaccine but i still don't want to go anywhere or you know there's a whole bunch of situations so he basically got a you know wtf email uh and i wanted to pose some of these questions to you guys uh, one of them was, we're now under the impression that COVID surface transmission is not something that accounts for actual COVID uh, cases. There's been scientific studies around that. Why are we still acting like we have to clean everything with the world's supply of bleach every time we go in a restaurant? 
I don't have an answer for that other than it makes people uh, comfortable. I mean, yeah, I think that's conditioning more than anything. It was so hammered in at the beginning of all this that you got to clean all the surfaces. You got to clean the groceries when they come into your house and all that. And we, we hammered that home for so long that a lot of people just made that into a habit mm-hmm. in restaurants or stores have made that into a, a new habit of we're going to make sure everything stays clean. Now, look, honestly, I don't, in some ways, I don't have a problem with that because that means there that things that can be transmitted via surface are probably killed off and not there anyway. So maybe it's not that big a deal. But yeah, I, I think it's just a, a conditioning thing more than more than anything. Yeah, I think it's a conditioning thing. The other thing is it's it's to me it's it if somebody says that they're cleaning, that means that they are taking care of their customers and they yeah, want and they- the best interest as as of the customer is at heart. And to me, that's a sales pitch. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not it matters, no, it, it doesn't. To me, it doesn't factor into my decision-making process at all to say, oh, yeah, they cleaned last night because, you know, COVID. No, that that it doesn't. But what it does do is tell me, well, if they're cleaning at night, that means that they take the health seriously. They take precautions seriously. It may not be backed by science, but at least they're, they're, they're conscious of, of, uh, of customer needs. That's yeah. It. it shows that they care. Even if it's a forced caring, they show, it yeah. shows that they care. So this and, is, and Amy brings up a good point in that she hasn't had a sniffle that wasn't allergies related in a year. Yep. True. So yep. Yep. it's not such Thank a bad you. thing. Thank yeah, you. I, really good yes. point. Really good point. Me either. Uh, I, I'm the exact same way. I don't, I've not mm-hmm. been sick in a year. Yeah. Uh, I guess that so what we're saying is that this this store stuff that people cleaning all the time and having that out there is the equivalent of Guns N' Roses and ask, Guns N' Roses asking for nothing but green M and M's in their their room yep. their green room. It's our it's our it's, uh, it's part of our yeah. It's the test it's on the rider. If you got this rider. right, then we know you got the rest of it. We have faith that you got the rest of it right. Um, that's yep. fair. That's yeah. That 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 makes sense. I'm I'm down with that. I hate that. I do hate the feeling that we have to have it. Like, okay, well, let me pose this hypothetical then. Let me throw this out there. You go in the grocery store. You wander around, get your meat, you get your get your cereal. You go grab yourself a can of Pringles. You go, mm-hmm. I'm going to check out, get in the car. How comfortable do you feel grabbing a hold of those Pringles on the way home and just chowing down? Is that something you do? Or do you wait home, wait till you get home and be like, oh, I got to wait, wash my hands and make sure this was all taken care of? Um, I think I would be okay because I, I have disinfectant wipes that I carry around to the grocery store with me just because I know that those carts have been handled literally moments before I grab them. So, mm-hmm. and that could be another reason why I haven't gotten sick. I don't know. Um, but yeah, whenever I grocery shop, yeah, I, I carry a disinfectant wipe just because the carts are disgusting but that's just me yeah yeah so I, I would i, I would i would be like dig in baby give me those pringles yeah i, I yeah I, I don't have a problem with it either i just find something other than pringles because my hand doesn't fit from the <laughs> tube and so i only get like five pringles before it's like well, you have I to do this more number, of these. yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's not safe when i'm thing. driving no yeah, yeah. i was watching sam especially if something comes out like you get face full of pringles <laughs> right then you while you're driving pringle dust all over you and yeah, yep. that's not good. Little man was eating Pringles the other day, and he could get his hand all the way to the bottom. And I was like, "I hate you. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> enjoy, 
Enjoy, Enjoy it while you can. That's why you had a child, so you could uh, reach hey, in there. Grab me a Pringle out of there. <laughs> Take one for yourself, boy. Take one yeah. for yourself. Two for me, one for you. Yeah. So I mean, I've I have I Stephanie nearly slapped some stuff out of my hand when we were out somewhere once, and I grabbed it. And she's like, "You haven't washed your hands? Are you crazy?" And like, like I don't. I, I don't know. I don't think I am. And so anyway, I'm not asking for validation. I just, I'm just interested. Um, So the other thing was outdoor activities. We've got, I think last week we reported 0.01% of cases came from outdoor activities. And in those, it was maskless people standing very, very close to each other. Um, Why aren't concerts rolling out now? Why aren't amphitheaters open? Uh, Why aren't we, why aren't we seeing concert tours from our favorite bands? What's stopping us there? Uh, I mean, that's the same reason that some places are some baseball venues, for instance, are, you know, limited capacity. Uh, I think that you're probably dealing with people erring on the side of caution right now more than anything. Because a concert, a smaller concert, probably not a huge deal, but you start doing a stadium tour mm-hmm. and you got, you know, that many thousands of people packed in there and look, we've been to concerts. They're not the cleanest place on a good day. <laughs> no. Oh yeah. So, you know, I think that's, that's where a lot of that will it happen at some point. I'm sure it will. Um, but we're just not quite there yet. Like I wouldn't want to go to a big concert right now. Yeah. Granted, and- I wouldn't want to go to a big concert anyway. Cause all that is, is just a, a, a all it is is two hours before a traffic jam. That's, that's a what a big point. concert is to me. Yeah, it's a good point. Little concert, and different game. Those kind of concerts, the other thing that is coupled with these outdoor activities are social distancing recommendations, right? Mm-hmm. And very rarely are you going to find that kind of concert and that kind of activity coupled with social distancing requirements or social distancing guidelines, right? You're going to get a few beers in you. You're going to move closer to the stage. You're going to start dancing and, and grinding. And next thing you know, you're, you're, you're going to be in, in the middle of, of a, uh, um, a very close situation. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. So a lot similar just to the, it's gonna be. the air show situation where, I mean, how many times you've been to a concert and you've been in the back and you've seen seats open up in the front and you're like, nobody has sat there yet. You're like, I'm going to wander down there and take a seat until someone tells me to get up. <laughs> like, I could imagine that being the case because you've got a concert, you've got an energy level. Uh, you're going to be like, everybody's going to be like, why are we sitting separate? I want to get closer to the band. And before you know it, everybody's in seats. Good argument. Yeah. Makes makes a lot of sense. Plus, plus, they have to employ extra staff and uh, security at some of these concerts to make sure everybody going into the mosh pit is wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah, and that's right. gonna be tough. That's gonna be yeah. tough to enforce. I got kicked in the face and my mask <laughs> fell off. I'm sorry. Uh, vaccines, <laughs> like the story, kid. You're out. Right, you get to go home. <laughs> vaccines work, uh, even amongst the prominent variants. At least, at least as well as the flu, if not more. Uh, why aren't Why aren't we free yet? Why aren't we doing stuff we want to do? Why are we vaccinated? Like free as in. Freedom! Not not free oh, as in what? like why why are us hunker downers uh, vaccinated and not not go? Why are you and I not going to Salem Street Pub and having a burger? I think you and I have slightly different situations. We have little ones at home that can't get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. There's a protection mechanism that I think you and I have that's built in that kicks in that says I don't want to bring anything 
uh, home and get my child sick. And then they have long-term like ramifications like anxiety and depression and neurological issues that we talked about last week or lung conditions or blood clots or um, cardiovascular issues that we've talked about in weeks past. I think that plays into it a little bit on our end. Um, but for me, sure. I feel like if you're going to get a vaccine and, and, and that was what you were waiting for, then go for it. I mean, still try to be as safe as you can look out for your fellow man, wear your masks, um, try to do what's best and, and be, um, be offer grace whenever people don't necessarily want to come in into your six foot zone. Um, but yeah, if that's what you were waiting for, good, go for it. You're free. Mm -hmm. Do your thing. But for me, I, I'm in a slightly different situation because not everybody in my circle is is quote unquote free or liberated in such a way that they can they can actually enjoy those kind of freedoms. Give it a month and they come out and they're like, We've got enough data on vaccinated people to show that vaccinated people don't carry a communicative load of virus. Does anything change or do we continue mistrusting? Like now that if we got the science, do, do we mentally become comfortable with it or do, or do we just go, well, I don't, I still don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think I have a good answer for that. The, yeah, I, yeah. I think it just depends. I mean, a great example is, is breastfeeding mothers, right? Yeah. Um, there's evidence to suggest that, that breastfeeding mothers um, uh, have antibodies in the milk and those antibodies are transmitted to their child, right? It's not a scientifically proven fact. It's just not. There's a good evidence mm -hmm. to suggest that it, it is, um, but there's no evidence to suggest protection. There's no evidence to suggest that um, it happens in a large percentage of population, etc. cetera. Um, it doesn't, happen with all the vaccines there's no evidence to suggest that every vaccine is the same so we don't know these are the questions that i think we have but mm -hmm. i will tell you this the minute we read that it was a highly probable thing ashley was like side my ass up roll up my sleeve let's do this i want to try to give my child as much protection as i possibly can while i'm in in this phase of breastfeeding mm -hmm. so yeah. we make decisions on incomplete data all the time that's one of those decisions. Um, and, and I think we continue, we're going to continue to do that as we move forward. And yeah, maybe it will come out that data's data says that vaccines are great and you don't have to worry about it. And you can take off your masks and everything's glorious and wonderful. And the kids will never get it. If you are vaccinated. Um, I still think people are going to be cautious because there's a protection mechanism that kicks in for, for, for some folks. Yeah. Yeah. Final question. No, you're, you're right. Final question. What? What is our when? When are we really free? Do we know? Do we know what our number is? Do we know what our local environment has to look like? Do we know what our fed like a statewide? Do we know when we do we? Is there is there an end? And if there is, what's that I, number? Uh, Herd immunity? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It, it's sort of the idea of going back to normal or a new normal. Um, it kind of falls into that. Like, 
you know, nine eleven is an example of a of a tipping point where everything with travel changed after that, mm-hmm. and we've never gone back. But I'm old enough that I can remember what it was like in airports prior to that. And there were people that were saying, "Well, we'll get back to normal after after this at some point." And we're twenty years on, and it's the same. Mm-hmm. We haven't ever gone back, and I think. In in some ways, it's going to be like that now with with this. There are some things that aren't going to go back to normal the way that everyone thinks. And we'll adjust, but I don't know. I, I, I couldn't I couldn't tell you. Like it's not a very good answer, but it's what I got. It's yeah, it's, it's fine by me. Jacob, what about yeah, you? the only thing I can add to that is is uh, the answer is is we'll see. I mean it, it's I feel like the national conversation is moving more toward um, let's try to be, take care of our neighbor. Let's make sure that we're safe and that we're doing the right things. I mean, if you're listening to, to, uh, to some of what's coming out of the administration, it's, it's very, very consistent with what the doctors are saying, what the scientists are saying. Um, so I feel like the national conversation has definitely um, changed a little bit relative to this, but we're also talking about safely reopening now that the vaccine is available to the majority of Americans. Um, I think the next conversation is how do we get the rest of the world vaccinated? And Mm. I I don't think we're going to be truly out of this until we have that conversation because until Pfizer starts pumping out um, tons of vaccines for other countries that are not um the Europe or the U S or some of these other wealthy countries that are just paying out the wazoo to get them Um, until we, we start seeing those, those vaccines reach the doors of countries that aren't necessarily as rich as some of these other countries, we're going to be in trouble. And countries like Russia and China are the heroes because they're the ones who are providing those to those third world countries and those smaller countries that can't afford it. So I, I think this there's there's going to be a transition in the way countries are viewed a little bit, um, especially in some of those countries, because I think that there's an opportunity for other countries to step up and actually be that humanitarian um provide that humanitarian push that the u.s once had um and i'm hoping that after u.s is vaccinated that we really reclaim that role and say what is our role worldwide as a global economic and moral leader um and and how can we help other countries and and i'm hoping that that's part of our national conversation we'll see if that comes to fruition i don't know but um but i'm really hoping that that we can we can kick this in the butt by, by producing more vaccines, not only for ourselves, but for, for everyone around us. There you go. The altruistic approach. Um, for me personally, I don't, I don't really know. Um, I, I think I, I can't necessarily be comfortable until all the people I hang out with are comfortable. Not to put all the the pressure on you, Jacob. Uh, (laughs) but like, I mean, the people in my circle are the people that I have to lean on. Like, even if I, I can be more strict, I can't be less strict or I lose a lot of opportunities to hang out, um, or, or just be around. And that, that is, um, that is probably where I'm at. Like, as soon as everybody else is comfortable, I don't care anymore. (laughs) Just like if I'm, if I'm getting down to do it. I'm only being safe because I want to be safe for the people I know need me to be safe. Um, yeah. And that's, and I'm okay with that. I'm a hundred percent okay with it. But like, 
if if I was if I was anywhere else in any other situation, I might be I'm not a dumb butt, but I might I might go to defy gravity and jump on a trampoline with Sam. You know, I might be like, "F it, let's go do that tomorrow." Now that we've got vaccines in the area and we've got mass situation, but right now I'm like, "Nah, I still don't want to do that because there's still too many variables." Um, yeah. you know, but I think I think at the end of the day, my my biggest the biggest thing I want, and I think I've discussed it with everyone around me. <laughs> I want children around my house, in my house, playing with my kid, and then living their lives like we got to live ours, which may be asking too much. Um, but it's 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 been weighing on me in a painful way, watching my six-year-old, five-year-old through this entire pandemic not have that, like, my neighbor came over and we ran around in the backyard with sticks nearly killing each other and our parents don't know, uh, growth um that that growth of a parent not being there when he's climbed to the top of something and can't get down um those mm-hmm. things that we we all learned how to do because nobody was there to rescue us nobody was there to be like oh you fell off the tree and whatever you know how many times did you run into your house scraping something or breaking something crying at your mom i've been around every one of sam's moments every one mm-hmm. every single one and I don't want this to sound like cruelty or anything, but I need him to go out there and skin his knees. I need to be shocked that he's running in the house going, I skinned my knees. You know, like I, that kind of stuff has gotten, if the pandemic has gotten to me in any way, it is because of that kind of situation. Um, I hate it. I hate it with all the fire in my being. Like I just, I want to, I want to choke the pandemic out. I want to flying elbow drop the pandemic like Macho Man Randy Savage. And I don't know when I'm going to be comfortable making that happen. Because even now with the opportunity, I'll be like, that person, eh, I don't know them. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, there's, I, I, I guess I, whenever I hear you make those statements, I'm like, yeah, sign me up, baby. But then I, I start thinking about the people that we would potentially be, um, the, the Facebook poster. Stephen, the Facebook poster, right? Exactly. And you're like, oh my god, am School I really year. going to expose my child to the the Facebook poster? And that, then you're like, uh, I don't know, there's Scarlet Letter. And yep. next thing you know, you you you're back to this 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 paralysis by analysis phase, yeah, right? Yeah. We're gonna send Sam to school two weeks before school until uh, we found out. Uh, we found a parent. I was going to be of a kid in one of Sam's classes or in Sam's class that was all like, you know, God is my vaccine or whatever BS. And I'm just like, no, I'm done. <laughs> I can't I can't send him. I now have the knowledge to know the environment these other kids are in. And now I'm anxious uh, and it's not doing me any favors. Um, uh, but now you've had a year to think about it. You've had a year to grow. You've had a year to listen. We've had a year to learn. You've had a year to evaluate what the school yeah. did, and I think your answer would be different today than it was that major two weeks. Because, I mean, let's face it: back in the back in August of last year, the the information that was available, the decisions made based on that information, were really knee jerk, right? Oh yeah, um, it's all so, we had gut checks. Yeah, and now you're you're in a much better place, and and so you can make better decisions. Yeah, it's not perfect decisions. You still have incomplete data, but they're better. Yeah, they're better. They're better. They're knowing knowing the upgrades that were made to the particular school that he would go to were sufficient, uh, by and large, through all the evidence that they, they made a difference. 
um, they would make a difference. No kids that I'm aware of got a, there were no outbreaks at that school. So one teacher ended up with it. Nobody else got it. Um, and that's, I mean, dang, if I send it back next year and we, there's the vaccination stuff on top of it, that's even more cause to give it yep. a try. Um, so yeah, anyway, uh, I just felt like maybe we should cover a few last minute thoughts given we've done this for an entire year about, uh, yep. about the journey and it has been one. It has, it has certainly been one. Uh, one year, 52 you know, episodes. That's, 52, that's a hell of a run. 52 whole episodes of this this show. So what I do want from you guys as an audience, as the chatters, as the listeners, I want your journey emails or voicemails. I want to know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, seriously, if we've ever asked for an email or a voicemail ever in the life of this show, I want one now talking about your last year in COVID. Uh, vaccine, yeah. like uh, not vaccine, email stuff, voicemail stuff, whatever you've got to give us. I want to know how you've gone from there to here. Um, you know, just give us something. So staring at goats podcast at gmail.com, uh, staring at goats yep. podcast at gmail.com send or two, three, one, four, eight, six, five, four, zero, one. Call us and, and leave us a voicemail on it too. Yeah, and we promise that Travis will not answer that phone. <laughs> it will go to voicemail, and you can it leave will. us an awesome, wonderful ramble about your your one year uh, journey through COVID. Yeah, give it. Yes, just throw everything you got at us, the kitchen sink. Um, but yeah, with that, we don't have any voicemails. I know uh, Chip in the chat was talking about sending an email. We didn't get it. I checked. Jacob checked. I don't see it. Uh, apologies there uh, that we didn't get it, but send it in again yeah. by all means. Please, please do. do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you if you haven't emails. sent it, if you if you see it in your in or your your draft uh, folder, go. Oh, let me update it. And let me add some journey information to it, and then hit send. Yeah, then yes. hit send. Perfect. Uh, review us if you like the show. Favorite podcast service of choice. Tell everybody you loved us or you love us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at staring underscore goats. Uh, TwoDorks.net slash support is how you support us on Patreon. We've got our wonderful Patreon patrons, D.H. Dunn, Hammerdorf, Jesse, Og, Adam and Christina of Geekheim, Oddly Normal One, and our parents who support and uh, and help pay for the show and, uh, and all the different things that we need to do around here. And uh, with that, y'all have yourselves a wonderful week, and we'll see you next time on Staring at Goats. Man.